And this is Brandon, a.k.a. Big Daddy. Nobody calls you that. Right. Yeah, and we're here with Green Leather Sofa Podcast. Season 2. Let's get into this episode. I think by the end of this episode, we're going to be able to answer one big question. What's that? Who is a bigger and better player? Marcus from Boomerang or Ray from Deliver Us from Eva? Were either one of them successful? Yes. With You mean with the with the person that they wanted? Yeah, with like not letting their feelings get involved. No. I mean, even as Hitch, it's impossible. To, to defend yourself from falling in love with somebody. You can't you can't strategize your way through it. You have to just go through it. And, you know, I think that... <clears throat> I'll give it to Ray. Because... You can, you can see him gradually start to drop his guard. Where Marcus seemed to just glance at her for the first time and he dropped all his guard. Okay. E- even though even though Marcus his feats are much more like numerous, uh, and he was much more sure of himself in terms of jumping into new situations with different women and catching them all and keeping them on the line pretty much. I mean, even Gina's character, the 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 oh, weird Gina. chick next door, <laughs> she was still on him. Uh huh. Um, but Ray, we only saw him like. We're, we're talking about we're talking about like this dude named Ray, like we gave up the uh, the movie yet. But Ray, he was able to like turn a situation where he was messing around with two women into those two being together with him. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's not unheard of for women to to start off a wonderful relationship with each other, beefing over a dude. But that was a fast turnaround. And if. I'm not mistaken. That was like a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And in, in the making. Yeah, a throuple. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and it made me think. We're talking about deliverance from Eva, by the way, y'all. <laughs> it made me think. <clears throat> Where were they when he was courting Eva? Before he fell in love with her. Before he fell for it. All the time that he was with her. Where'd, where'd those two go? They didn't start hating? They didn't start getting upset? Probably either broke things off once he started catching feelings or called them less. I mean, I find it strange that he would just be able to be excused from that situation so easily. I don't find it all that strange. Mm. Mm. Okay. Like, if you know that you're in a situation shit with somebody, mm-hmm. um, but you think that you're the only one in the situation with somebody mm-hmm. and then you find out there's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, you have to know that you're sharing at that point, right? I mean, a normal person would know. Or, or maybe you're already okay with, uh, like just not being the priority because he has other stuff going on and you know, you're not in a relationship together, so it shouldn't matter as much. Okay. I see what you mean by that. Um, 
I, I just think Ray, his skill set is unique because he also he he does his reconnaissance. He does his homework. You can tell that Marcus kind of just relies on the situation, the moment, the environment. But Ray, he literally he 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 crafted a plan out before each time he approached her. Cause he approached Eva twice. The first time, of course, they met at church. And then, you know, he came to the little impromptu picnic out back. And then the second time when he wanted a redate to make up right. for the first date. Both times he had the end goal in mind. <clears throat> so that to me, like, you know, I, I feel like the, the more somebody plans, the more skilled they are. Yeah. Especially if you're a good planner, like you're weighing the options and stuff. So you know them. So the reason I had to ask that question is because I'm going to have a follow-up question for another episode. Okay. Okay. But in the meantime, let's start the movie. Um, yo, the opening scene was trash. I hated it. I love it. Cause I love that song. I mean, why? Okay. Now, was it corny? Yes. Corny like is corny. corny stuff. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> but my thing is this. Why do we always have to shove that era of music into all of our black films? I think John Singleton is the only one that doesn't. Everyone else has to put, like, a Stevie There's Wonder nostalgia. song. But we're talking about modern people, and we're still hitting for nostalgia. Yeah, it gives you those lovey-dovey feelings, and... For people who probably grew up in a two-parent household or at least where they got to see a healthy relationship between, like, one of their parents and whoever they ended up with. That's the music you grew up listening to to know that it was bedtime. That's the music that they played at the cookouts and you see them dancing with each other. Like, all the good feelings come from that. All the family cookout, family reunion feelings come from that music. There's a lot of psychology in media. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that they use to ground our feelings. Is it do do you consider it like a palate cleanser then? Almost like what that music? Like or playing it in the beginning like that, because it doesn't give any kind of precursor as to what the the movie's about, really. I think that opening sequence it gave us all the lovey dovey feels that it was supposed to. Okay. I mean, once you get past the corny. Super corny. I mean, I thought the women looked amazing. Yeah, you in see. in that time period, but you you got the niggas wearing these same box suits the whole entire film from the funeral scene, right? <laughs> and then they're supposed to be, you know, I think that's sixties era music. Yeah, they're supposed to be in the sixties, and this nigga got braids, looking like R. Kelly, and like he's about to step in the name of love or something like that. All he needed was a fucking like a uh, raccoon eye, fucking Robin from that's Batman, good. like eye cover. Pied Piper, Pied Piper era. <laughs> side note, side note, he played in everybody's faces. Like you publicly called yourself the Pied Piper. Nobody gave you this name. You chose this for yourself. Honestly, that was the biggest. Like it was crazy to me because for him to call himself that, one of these like Jewish executives must have called him like, man, you're like Pied, you're like the Pied Piper, man. And, and then he put the mask on like Zorro. <laughs> Like he's gonna he's gonna tear a pee into your shirt. <laughs> like I need to see 
on ID or something, mm. they do a case study about <laughs> R. Kelly <laughs> and talk about all of these like in your face things that he did yeah. that the older adults, because look, I'm a millennial. I was a mm-hmm. kid at this time. But the older adults, y'all let him play in your face. Honestly, he, one thing about R. Kelly, I don't think he's lied to us. <laughs> like he's been, he, he was like, listen. <laughs> I, I did. See? I did this shit. Yeah, it was me. Uh-huh. Cool. Put in the songs, put in the music. It's it's kind of crazy. But yeah, that dude. R. Kelly from that era, too, with those short. Those short braids. Rolls and a throwback jersey. That's why I hate that nigga Daryl in the movie. He has those, like, str- they're not even struggle braids. They're, you they're, wanna- they're the braids from that era. Like, guys were doing that like it was okay. I've only seen one nigga in the world do this. And it was genuine where he cut, he cut, he just put like braid at the top and like made the rest of it a jerry curl or something like that. I don't know what he did. He did. I've never seen anyone duplicate that hairstyle in my life ever. You notice that? The like braids that stop here? Yeah. Like in the, the middle the, of his head? The fucking, the, the differences braids and shit and, and the oh, pony. People were doing that like a few years ago. No, 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 no. They look different on these niggas heads because millennials got like weird watermelon shaped heads. Oh my gosh. Think about it. Millennials have watermelon heads. All the niggas you saw with those braids on the top in the soup bowl. He's saying that uh, millennials have heads shaped like the little nut people from the Proud <laughs> Family movie. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, we've been ripping cervixes all all generation long, man. Oh my god, we have, man. We got big ass heads, yo. I'm serious, man, and I never used to think so. <laughs> wow. I'm dead ass, man. Like, think about it. Like, get get a bunch of our moms together and ask 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 how heavy we were when we were born. And everyone's like, everyone's miraculously like born at 15 pounds. Like, what the fuck is going on? Niggas just falling out head first. Did you see that video the other day? The girl, uh, she she stood up and she pulled a, a, a whole live baby out of her pants. Yeah. What the fuck? If we talking about babies, these uh, Corona babies. They built different, mm-hmm. and I'm happy I don't have one. I swear, they're, they're... <laughs> me too. <laughs> I I literally saw a video, a baby like literally minutes after being born, and it had like a mustache. <laughs> I couldn't fucking believe this shit, man. Like these kids are born like super developed. They know at least one language. My kid was born with a shape <clears throat> up. <laughs> Both of them actually, <laughs> just like ready for the world. <laughs> Shit, I was I was worried about both of my kids, man. Cause some black babies take a long time to get that first, you know, full head of hair. You know, if they don't, if they're not born with it. <laughs> I thought you were going in a different way. <laughs> oh, I don't know where you thought I, I was going. I thought you were gonna say black babies take a while to get color. <laughs> you know, I was worried about that too. I was worried about that too. Um, yeah, ah, man, that boy was kind of see through. I ain't gonna lie to you. He was no. he was kind of see through. I apologized to him right as soon as I took him out. I was cutting I was cutting the umbilical cord. Say, ah, damn, I did. Oh, people shit. say, look at the ears. You gotta look at the ears. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the ears. Yeah, they're the ones that had the most most color, huh? Yeah, and they, they normally say, like, whatever color the ears are mm-hmm. on the outside, that's probably the complexion. Oh. I don't know if I... Yeah, that could be. 
Cause I, I then I thought he was like spotted. I was like, you know, I've never been spotted. around. You know, like I thought his ears were dark. I'm like, he's gonna have like black ears and shit. Like, cause I, I never been around like newborn newborns before. So it's like, oh, uh, what's going on? What what is this? <laughs> Boy, you ugly. What's going on? What did I do to you? <laughs> but this is this is what Karina wanted. Karina from the movie. Karina wanted it. She wanted. Well, no, she didn't. Karina? Oh, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Karina didn't want it. Her she husband didn't. didn't. And you know why she didn't? I'm sure you have a theory. A theory? No. You know why she didn't. It's the same reason all of them don't. What do you think is her reason? Uh, The reason is that all of those husbands and their needs and their legacies come third, fourth, and fifth in their lives. That's what it is. Eva is first, their job or career is second, then the husbands. How in the fuck? How? Hello? Uh, they were raised in part by Eva. In part. In part. Okay, let's 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 see if we can clear this up. How old do you think Eva is? Eva is mid to late thirties. Karina. Is this the birth order? Yeah. Okay, so between Eva and Karina, maybe two years. Okay. That could give, okay, that can give Eva late 30s. They can give Karina about 35. Okay. Uh, Bethany, the shop owner. <clears throat> Bethany is probably five years younger than Eva. Okay. So early, so you give Eva late thirties, uh, Kareem mid, mid Bethany early, early. And then we have to jump way back. Maybe yeah. 10 years. Yeah. Jacqueline is like 21, 22. Okay. Um, I do like that. And it does paint the picture as to why Jacqueline is a little bit more protective of Eva. Yeah. She was the only one that wasn't, you know, immediately enthralled with Ray. Right. In fact, she would have done that. I think to any guy that were to even, cause she's like, she's like Eva's attack dog. If you get past her, she's fully expecting Eva to shut it down. Yeah. And I mean, to Jacqueline, Eva takes on more of that mommy role. Mm hmm. Because I can't remember what age they were when the parents Eva was away. 18. Okay. So everybody else is still, um, well, the other sisters are maybe high school, middle <clears throat> school. Wait, no. Well, okay. Then, you, then you're saying that Jacqueline may have been like two. Yes. Jacqueline would have been a little kid, which means that Eva is not just her sister. That is her mom. Her mom. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That makes so much more sense. But wait, then how old is Daryl? Uh, Jacqueline's husband, right? <clears throat> yeah. You don't think they're the same age? No, I think he is around Bethany's age or older. I don't know that he would be that much older than her, but older. I, I do because remember him and Mike recall growing up with the dangerous sisters. But so, they still could have been younger. 
Or, you know, uh, Daryl could have still been younger. Then, if Eva raised Jacqueline as her mom, and she knew Daryl around that same time, they grew up together. Mm -hmm. Why would she allow Jackie to pick Daryl and marry him? She doesn't like him. Never did. I don't know that it was so much of an allow, because even if Eva is raising Jacqueline. Right. Jacqueline hits adulthood and it goes back to you're not my mother, you're my sister. But she hasn't acted like Eva's just been a sister to her. She's always acted like everything Eva does and says is Bible. And she'll she'll even stop an intimate moment with her husband just because she needs to talk. Yeah. Um, I don't think that Eva would have opposed. So... I think that she either trusted her sisters and who they chose, or it was a situation like, I'm not going to stand in your way. You're going to do what you want to do anyway. Mm. Hmm. Do you think that's why the four of them have such differing careers as well? Is that she, like Eva does want the best for her sisters. Right. But if you notice, and I just noticed this talking to you right now, Eva never asked them to do anything. She just no. suggests. Mm-hmm. And she hits each of them very specifically with a suggestion that caters to their good nature about it. Like, okay. Eva purposely didn't ask to use the living room in another man's home. She knew that Karina would either clear the issue before she had to step in or she'd be able to talk Karina into saying what she needs her to say. Right. But it's never like you need to do this. You need to do that. She still wants them to have free will, but she gives like, uh, I forget what kind of suggestions these are called, but suggestions when you want them to do it, like strong suggestions, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But she's like the house is half uh, Karina's mm-hmm. and everything like that. But as much as we want to blame Eva, we have to blame the sisters for not having certain boundaries with her. You know what? I agree at first, but no, I still have to blame the men. No, I'm not saying like you're, you're saying blame the men or blame blame the men. Oh. Because they're all beta. All of them. They're betas. But no, what I'm trying to say is that the movie puts it in a way that only Eva and only the men mm-hmm. have responsibility in the situation. And it's kind of like the women don't really um, have any accountability for the problem that they cause too. So I'm saying that the women in this movie should have been held accountable for not having boundaries with Eva. Mm. Because that's, you know, that's a big part of the problem. Yeah. Not the problem itself. Like, well, there's a boundary that's crossed by Eva over and over again. And they were the ones who were supposed to establish that boundary. Like, like when they were having sex and she just walks into their bedroom. She should not have just the never house. been able to do that. Not just the house, which surprised Daryl in and of itself. Well, the first surprise was that she 
was giving out the key to his house. Right. Their house. That's number one. I don't care who it is. I have to know who has copies to this house's, you know, key. And that's I, for the person's safety too. Yes. What if what if I have no idea Eva's coming in and she's jiggling the light, she opens the door and I just open fire at the door. Right, because you're not expecting anybody exactly. and nobody has a way to get in. Exactly. So yeah. That that was out of line. But you hear the exchange. You hear, you know that sex is about to happen. You hear it. They were pretty loud. And you walk in the bedroom like and honestly, they seem to be newlyweds anyway. Like, first of all, yeah. You don't even drop by announced when right. you're talking about newlyweds. <laughs> you gotta confirm like fifty times before you come over. Man, I am telling you. Like it's it's just it's wildness to me. Um you're absolutely right. Like you you you're under assumption when you're dealing with newlyweds that they're fucking all the time. All the time. You know? <laughs> it's what it's all people old people talk about at the wedding. So when we're gonna have when we ha- gonna have kids, when we're gonna have kids. And it's like it's because they're expecting you to be fucking until you hit that goal, <laughs> you know? Um man. But she doesn't she doesn't tell them what to do. She suggests that they do something and you know, the ladies just do it out of obligation. I think not because they always think that she's right, but she's done. She's done so much for us. Right. Someone like Karina, like only Karina and Bethany can say this though. If you notice Jackie never talks about Eva sacrificing for her. Like I don't talk about my parents sacrificing me or for me. I think about them raising me. Right, because when it comes to a parent, it's more like this is what you were supposed to do. Exactly. When somebody else does something on that level, it's elevated even more because you don't have to do this. You don't you're have to do it. To. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. The Dandridge sisters are the sisters that Terry deserved. One. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. And you that know includes what? Cousin Faith. You know what? Listen, you, I, I'm crossing out a pretty big paragraph here. <laughs> because you were able to sum it up. I have lines here. You see all the different colors is black, blue, oh. red. Yeah. I, all that was going into that one sentence. You just, you just threw in front of me and you, thank you so much. You saved us about 40 minutes. <laughs> yes. I literally was saying to myself, Terry and Eva, if they switch places, are the women still as successful? Yes. Mm-hmm. But these Dandridge sisters are far more, thankful for the sacrifice and they see it yeah they see it He's like you and went you, ahead of us and you did this and you showed us an example put your life on hold yes now put eva with the joseph sisters she got them all in line mm-hmm. all of them there wouldn't be no troubles big mama would still be alive <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about Eva giving that little that little monologue she did in the in the restaurant. Yes, she would have gave Big Mama like a talk just like that. Yes, you know what she would have she could have suggested that Big Mama go over there and and get uh that big booty stripper chick the fuck out of here. She would have she would have seen the whole field play out. You think that there you think there's gonna be a, a towel on the stove in, in in the health inspector's house? No. Never, never. No one's leaving a damn towel on, 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 on. no, Mm-mm. no, they should, they, they should have switched sisters. They should have. Yep. I'm so glad you said that. I really am. Um, because I wanted to find a way to compare 
the Joseph sisters plus Faith and the Dandridge sisters. And I wasn't quite sure where that comparison would lie. But sw- just doing like a wife swap. Mm-hmm. Having, having you know, Eva and Terry switch families and and televise it like reality show. It would have been amazing. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, but this is the scene where Eva, because we can't even say it was the book club. It was Eva confiscates Tim's entire house from him and his boys as they're watching the fucking game. Okay? So here we go. Michael, Timothy, Daryl. Our book club is reading Beloved, and we're going to need the television to watch the film when we're done. Oh, yeah, that's right, honey. We need the rental. You did not tell me you wanted to use the room in my house, Eve. Let's stop right there for a second. Do you realize the level of disrespect? That would be like. I don't even know how to explain it. Like. It it would be like me going over to y'all place. And saying, hey, guys, I got a party coming here. <laughs> um, Y'all could pack up this avocado toast and, and head upstairs. But we got people coming in about 30 minutes. Thank you. It would be that fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Because either way, you're still an outsider to that union and you don't live in that house. You don't live in that house. You don't. There's something very interesting about that, though. I'm going to come back to it. So we're going to continue. Well, I'm telling you right now, Timothy, and it is half my sister's house, too. Community property. See, because I want Karina to make a good impression on the book club. Don't you? No. Excuse me? Yes. Look, we were here first, Eva. They were. In fact, they have sandwiches laid out. They have pretzels. They have beers, cold beers. So that means that they must have had to go to and from the the refrigerator. You think he went to Publix to get those sandwiches or you think Karina made it? I think that he went to Publix to get those sandwiches. Okay, I was about to say because Karina made their food only to send them out. Exactly. That no, yeah, I think he bought those, but they had to stay cool. They're acting like they didn't even know the men would be there. That doesn't make any sense. They're just in the kitchen. You hear them screaming about the game. Yeah. I saw the screen on the game. It was UCLA. It was a it was it was a college football uh, game and they were in the second quarter already so they had already been screaming and hollering for at least 30 minutes so it doesn't make any sense that they're so oblivious to them being there first I mean all they did was chop up some fucking fruit she had like little <laughs> fruit pans or something it wasn't like you know she was in there like slaving over a, a, a honey baked ham or something we're gonna continue because this shows how each of them try to stand up to her and they can't fucking stand up to her in that nigga's house. Yes, but certainly the temporal proximity of our advents isn't determinative. Is it? I'll get back to you on that one. Yeah. 
That nigga with the braids, you know, he kind of looks like the Green Goblin. Oh my god! Like the Green Goblin mask. You, you like, you really gotta like rewatch this movie and then think about the Green Goblin. Right there. You don't get to me with your fifty dollar words, Eva. That's right. And what would you say if I demanded you to leave this room? Now he's saying that like he's a cop. If you notice, he, he every time he has an interaction with Ray. Every time he has an interaction with Eva, he approaches them like a cop coming to your window. But when he goes to Bethany, shoulders are down, looking at the floor. You, you got that thing for me? You think I can spend the night? Can we get the dandridge fun? Like, he looks at the floor when it comes to his own girl. But everyone else, he got his hand. You know how they rest their hand on the gun on, on, the, on the pocket, like on, the, on their hip? Yeah. He's walking up with that kind of energy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would say I find your particular brand of crack very amusing. This isn't about a book versus a football game, fellas. Oh, no, this is about men versus women. Women who aspire to culture and men who aspire to scratch themselves. Women who bear the burdens in life and men who create those burdens. Women who uplift humanity and men who uplift lap dances. If society were left to the whims of men, we'd still be in caves carving pictures with our non-opposable thumbs. So, today, gentlemen, is a day for civilized behavior. Today, we women raise our voices against tyranny, crudeness, and playoff games. And that is it. Gentlemen, end of story. The fat lady singing out of the room. Now, female empowering is very big. It's a big undertone that I just detected yesterday. Just? Yeah. Oh, Lord. I started looking around the room like I tend to do when these types of interactions take place. And I overlooked the main thing I should have looked at. The book that they were doing the book club about. Okay. So here's what I noticed. The book was a 1988 novel from Toni Morrison. Hmm. It's called Beloved. Mm -hmm. They say it's her fifth and probably greatest novel of her series. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning book. And it's about female empowering. It's a female empowering tale described as an unspeakable act of horror and horror and, and heroism. Yep. Basically, I that book. yeah, um, basically a woman brutally unalives her infant daughter rather than allow her to be enslaved. Huh? It could be translated to the way that you know, women of that time didn't need their men because slavery was taking them away. They had to know how to, they had to figure out how to do this without the men around. Right. And, you know, all the men were present during the game. They were all there. I don't know how the wives didn't know that their own husbands were in the room doesn't matter but to tie in with the book a little bit more she managed to imbue the wreckage of the characters lives mm 
and clean it up with compassion and humanity and humor. Like it, it was like, it's, it's almost like taking all these blemishes and putting makeup over it. You know, like the way it was described or the way it was glammed up to make, you know, an unspeakable act of doing what she did to make it seem like it had a point. Like in, deep down, further down the road, you know, it would have made sense for me to do it then. Right. Because there's, there's more humanity in it than allowing, you know, you to grow into this. In a way, Eva was doing this to those women. She was taking. She was taking their free thought. Poetically, she was taking away their life. In order for them to not be enslaved by their own husbands. By the whims of their husbands. None of them were led to even think in terms of being submissive to any of their husbands in any way. Daryl, his only gripe with his wife is what? That she doesn't nurture him. Everything he wants from her is the baby shit, the cuddling, the the, the bedtime stories, mm-hmm. the holding. They, they never talk about anyone's parents, not even the Dandridge sister's parents that much. But Daryl is a weird case. He's very childish. His humor is childish. His comebacks are childish. And he needs a lot of... of womanly like he needs a lot of affection yeah i don't know what's the deal with him but it's it looks to me that he's he has a void that's being filled yeah probably he has a, he has a deep void or you know it's his kink it could be okay because it usually comes out when he's like frustrated about something mm-hmm. like when he when he said yeah because me and my girl we, we like to go home and cuddle and, and everyone's like and I, I didn't understand why that's like such a weird thing to look at a nigga that's saying that about his wife but like I think that's also that newlywed thing too where you just want to like live in the person's skin you know? uh, yeah 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 that's gotta be awesome yeah <laughs> um but you know, I, I was saying this earlier. I, I really think that um, Timothy, he, he came in l- later on. I don't think he grew up with the, the fellas. I think that I think that he came, you know, probably, you know, met Karina in college. It's unclear what he does. But um, I did some math. I put some things together. Okay. Because they sh- they show they have an outside shot of uh, their home. Beautiful blue cottage bungalow. Right. You're going to think I'm crazy. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> so I went online. And I zillowed the area for bungalow style cottages. Oh. And. After I, you know, calculated inflation costs, a majority of the bungalow cottages that look like their home, stylistically, not color-wise, because it was it was also a unique blue. They literally were all over a million dollars at the value time. Really? So I had to search a little bit lower, because I know Karina's a, a a doctor, but like you know. She could be family she's still medicine. Young. She still yeah. has some things to pay right. off. Right. 
Big time. Yeah. So there's only <laughs> there's only about 10 that are priced below $800,000 in valuation. Wow. And I had to tie in the fact the the sisters proximity in living to each other. They all live within a bubble around Eva's family house cuz she lives in the parents' home. Right. So, in order for them to convene at Bethany's store, they would have to be relatively close to the store as well. True. Um, and that was clearly downtown. So, I triangulated the Dandridge sisters' homes, according to the cottage location, their accessibility to Bethany's downtown shop, and last but not least... You have Jackie that goes to USC. And that is the furthest point. Now, back to where Ray stays. I looked at things like, okay, it only took him $5,000 to secure the payment of the house. So we're talking about a one bedroom home, no no furniture, and he has a long driveway. I know, I know. It's, it's going to make a point. I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, what the fuck? Um, so I had to evaluate his house between three dollars and $400,000. I, I think he lives in Inglewood. Remember he said I was on time, but there was an accident on the freeway. I don't know shit yeah. about Cali, but I know that the 110 is a straight shot for, you know, the USC area. It can get you over to uh, where I believe they live. About 10, 15 miles outside of the USC area. Like he would have had to get on the I-10 if not one or two other. Wait, this is the same I-10 from uh, Johnson's family vacation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I ten by ten. Exactly. Okay. So it would have made more. He has to travel to Eva often. And it's it's a trip. This is why, like, you know, he's thankful to have that damn meat truck because he can't afford a a car. (laughs) Yeah, no. That's why he's a meat man. He's a salesman at heart because he came from Florida. He was selling cars in Florida. And he has a knack for selling people shit, which is why he's also a fucking pimp. He's selling dreams. He, yeah, listen, he's selling dreams to women. He could sell meat to the mayor. He could sell you a lemon car. He could sell you some charm. That These are gifts, okay? These are fucking gifts. And he's broke, though. He's literally in this job for the connections and for the um, for the meat truck. And I got to agree with Eva. There is nothing fucking sexy about driving around in that shit. How do you pull up to a five-star restaurant? Hold on. <clears throat> How do you pull up to a five-star? I, You know what? Last time I went on a date, I valeted my ugly-ass Toyota Camry. And I still felt weird. Because <laughs> uh-huh. I went to a nice restaurant. People were like, like you should. You should get you this go. valeted. I pull up and these niggas, they just slamming my door and shit. <laughs> Where'd you go? Um, I went, where was it? Uh, this place called Carbones, South Beach. 
<laughs> and, and they fucking slammed my door and shit. You know, they just like <laughs> cranking out. Like I'm like, yo, man, it's still it's still my baby. Like chill. <laughs> I'm peeing valet just like everybody else. But um, I can't imagine pulling up in a fucking meat truck. <laughs> I can't. Oh man. Even if the date was awesome, like literally, we're we're, we're you got to hear the bit backing up sign the song. I mean, uh, the the sound when he's backing up just to get out of the parking spot. Thank God we live in these times. Thank with God. Uber and Lyft. Yes, you see, Ray would have been all right. Mm-hmm. Ray would have been all right. But you know what else I noticed? What's that? How much were his expense fees? I don't even remember. Three hundred dollars. Hmm. What five star restaurant do you know that's not going to be over a hundred dollars? That's 33 and one third percent right there, cuh. Okay, you down a little bit. That's first date, too. All right. Think about how broke niggas are. When, when y'all make fun of us about not being able to afford $200 dates, he had $300 that he had to beg for from the fellas because he's broke anyways. It costs $5,000 for this fucking hood rat house, right? He lives in Inglewood somewhere. He already spent a third of it the first date. How the hell much do you think it is to go horseback riding, equestrian style, on a trail? I looked it up. Don't worry. And I I adjusted for inflation yet again because I had to use today's price and go back 20 years. It would have cost them no less than $110 per rider for a 90-minute ride. He dipped into his own money at that point. He dipped in. So he probably only had like two, three thousand left to spend on his own home. What kind of house is he buying for that? I don't get it. That's why the story, the plot line kind of got weak to me because I'm like, this nigga is out and he's about like he's going shopping with them. He's he's, you know, taking her out all the time. They're having fun. You're like, yeah, it costs money. I don't know if you know this as a lady. It costs money. Yeah. Money, money. You ever think you ever think that if we were able to get like a tax return for all of our first dates? (laughs) Like, think about that shit. Like the first ones, just the first ones. Think about it. This is why I know that. Patriarchy doesn't exist. Because what? we would, I don't think it exists the way y'all think it does. I think y'all think it's mm-hmm. omnipresent. I think that it appears in relative places of abundance of power. I don't think that it's just a freaking oppressive black cloud, like people think. Because we would have, we would have, we would have recouped off of first dates. I promise you that. We would have got our get back. And for a lot of history, y'all did. We got money back for dates. You said money back. Money back in terms of what? No, I wasn't going to say money, but I'm just like, what y'all were looking to get, y'all got. Not every first date. Huh? Not every first date. Well, not the first I'm talking about like with different women. Yeah, but I'm saying like not on the first date, but like Mm. usually men got what they wanted or they took it and it was legal. Oh, okay. I was like, you're going dark, yo. Like, what are you you talking about taking it? I, I never took none in my life. But, um, Okay. Well, nonetheless, 
because I think of it like, yeah, kids cost a lot to raise. But it's my job to raise them. Mm-hmm. But if I can take some of my old receipts and cash them in and get money back, I'd be happy with that too. So, yes, we do have an end game in mind when we're dating you. But we think that, I mean, like, I'd still want to get, like, use my Groupon <laughs> on the first date. <laughs> listen, I don't give a damn. Listen, I want a woman to judge me for that. I want, I, I want that smoke. Please judge me so I can get you the fuck out of this car, out of my meat, listen, out of my meat truck. Like I say, in the groups that we're in together, <laughs> a lot of times it's not so much of what y'all are doing. It's how y'all do it. You'd never know. With the Groupon? Yeah. So if you're doing it that way, then cool. But like if you're fold, if you're unfolding a piece of paper at the table. When it's <laughs> With time, the barcode? Yeah, when the bill comes and you're just like, I got this barcode. <coughs> like, no. If you're going to use a, a Groupon, you call ahead <coughs> and find out what the policy is for using the Groupon. And then if you need to show them something in advance, you make arrangements and convenience yourself. Mm-hmm. Show them the barcode and tell them what time you're coming in, whatever, what have you. But if you're unfolding the damn paper when uh-huh. the bill comes, yeah, I'm like that's tacky. Well, let me <laughs> let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let's say, let's say your 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 boyfriend is a couponer, like okay. a legit, like he can get your five hundred dollars worth of groceries down to ten bucks. Okay. Dope or not dope? That's dope. Let's say he gets so many perks at work for doing a good job. And he's like, yo, we just got these two free tickets to like Disney. I'm gonna look for a good deal for a hotel room and everything and we'll just we'll just we'll just bounce, we'll go. Cool or not cool? Cool. You were supposed to say super cool. But um <laughs> <laughs> So my thing is this if he has a lifetime or an adult time of practicing this and y'all have the most amazing five-star dinner that you've ever had. And I said this before, and I'm going to say it again. I look down on you. Well done. Heathens. All of you, you guys make me sick. Don't sit next oh, to you me. You were looking at me like you were talking to me. I'm just oh, like, no, 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 not you personally. <laughs> All of you hockey puck eaten a one steak sauce drowning. Oh, I can't stand. Steak oh sauce. my gosh. I, l- I grew up on steak sauce. I've been fooled. But I'm just like, if you need steak sauce, then that's not really a, a well-seasoned steak. It's not. I- Thank you. I didn't know it about this until... Okay. I'm- you know what? I'm, I'm-, I'm going to be real with you because you're my friend. Okay. Oh, I'm your friend. Oh. My friend. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I think... What's today? The seventh? The 21st will mark six months since I found out about medium well. Six months? That's it? Medium to medium well. Mm-hmm. Wow. And guess what? You like it? No. Me. I can taste it. Me. I can taste it. The difference? I can taste anything. I can taste that. Because, you know, my, my, my palate is very limited now thanks to COVID. But I can taste that. And I have lied to myself. You don't need to even put anything on it. Mm-mm. So this goes back to their first date. 
I saw what they were eating. She had prime rib. And it was all glazed up. That steak was sexy. She had a little asparagus, you know. And he was eating some shit. He was eating some kidnapper cut up shit. Like, it was so small. Like, he cut the meat up so small like a child. It, oh, my God. Every time I watch him eating it and fake choking, it made, I was like, yo, just take him. Oh, listen. Just if take somebody, him. If somebody would have done that to me with the fake choking <laughs> the on fake a date, choking. Yes. I would have left Mm-mm. right then and there. And she was still even a good sport. Yeah, because you don't play those types of games with yeah, me. Yeah, no, no. And no. one of the things I, like, when I'm dating somebody new mm-hmm. or whatever, and we're going to eat for the first time, even with new friends, I always ask them about their food allergies because I want to know. Oh, that's and nice. I, I just be like, yo, if you don't know it, bro. I lost a friend <clears throat> to food allergies oh, when I no. was a teenager. And um, one of my good, good friends, he has a severe food allergy, too. And he got sick at my parents' house, and I felt oh, horrible about Oh, that'll change you, it. yeah. Yeah, so, like, I always ask about people's food allergies because I'm so nervous about it. So Yeah, you tried to make me eat fucking grits. Because you're not allergic to grits. Oh, I'm allergic. You I, have an I, aversion I, I, to grits. No, 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 no. I'm allergic. Mm-mm. And I, that's like, what I tell hibachi like people. Joel. Like, Joel yeah. say, I'm allergic to white. <laughs> good job kid <laughs> yes honestly every time I go to hibachi or anything like that I, I tell them straight up man I'm allergic to mushrooms so none of y'all niggas can have that shit I look at the whole table I just look at them all I'm like mm-hmm. you don't want people to eat it <laughs> no because they can't they can't make it on the same pan thing they can't make it on the same heater because the you know the mushroom juice or whatever I mean, yeah I'm like if you're actually allergic but you're not I'm not no 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 <laughs> If you ever sit at hibachi with me and you really love mushrooms, you better sit somewhere else. I don't really love mushrooms. I'll shut that whole table down. Like, but if mushrooms end up in my stuff, mm-hmm. I, I might take a bite. Because, like, I don't hate them, but I really don't like them like that. See, my fucking, the, the cafeteria at the place I used to work at, they were so good at that shit because they would fucking, like, they can never just make regular fucking rice. White rice. Just put white rice somewhere and then let us put stuff on top of it. Wait, you don't like fried rice either? No, fried rice is cool, but you don't want, you never want cafeteria fried rice. You want fried rice from a minority. You don't want unfro, like rethawed, like fried rice. Man, oh man, I miss, like, we're talking about all this food and stuff. I miss the place where I used to work, like in 2018, 2019. They had a, um, a cafeteria and they had a catering service in there every single day for, we did two meals, breakfast and lunch. And oh my gosh, they would make fried rice. That was so good. They would make um, the cilantro lime rice and then do it up like chipotle. And then we would have pasta days. That food was so good. And they would have passed Eva too. Yeah. Because you can watch them as they're cooking the stuff. Eva wouldn't have had anything to say. Mm. Well, I mean, and that's why I say this. Like they would put, they would sneak something into the rice each and every time they once put strawberry in the in the rice. Strawberry. You ever had pumpkin rice? Mm-mm. Oh, they'd had that once a week because they would have so much leftover like bullshit that they could never sell. And they would mix it in with the rice. But strawberry like I've heard of mangoes and rice as a dessert. With mangoes like, um, and rice was it the Philippines. I think it's Thai food. Uh-uh. You see? No. Mm-mm. But it's a dessert. And I. I want to say a sweetened condensed milk that goes on it 
But I don't remember. I've never had it. I just know that it's a dessert. If you ever, if you ever wanted to know, no, I'm not a canned milk type of guy. Never was. Mm-mm. You could not get me to eat that shit. It don't even did. sound right. What? I already did. All right, I'm not even gonna ask you about that. We're gonna move on. <laughs> the fellas, can I can I ask you a what if? Okay. What if when they were devising the plan to deal with Eva in some way at the club when they were watching the game, they had to watch the game there, and they turn around and they see Ray, and of course uh, Mike, you know, recognizes him and. They watch him work, those two women. What if those two women ended up fighting or causing a scene and looking like he lost both of them? Would they still hire Ray? The ones who didn't know him? No. It's amazing how things have to fall together. Um, because even if Ray was there by himself, they still wouldn't have like thought There was to no hire buy-in. Him. Yeah, right. You know, it's like, like what you, mean? you just got this random friend and this, no, right. We know Eva. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think of the friend that they did use? Ray Sean, the one that stutters now. <laughs> I've never heard. I've never heard of more bigger. Be- he is King Beta. He got hurt. He, he has hurt feelings got hurt that bad. He ended up in a mental facility and he talks with a stutter. I know it was supposed to be a comedic relief, but that was just stupid. Yeah, that was was too much. I've been called all kinds of stuff, and I forget about it about five minutes. I can't imagine one of these, someone's funky-ass little daughter making me go to a mental facility. (laughs) I can't imagine that shit. But here's the thing, though. I feel like that was so exaggerated because even with Eva being strict, stern, whatever, I don't feel like she ever said anything that was really that bad. It wasn't. It was just. She used big words. And, and no, she also just turned his words against him because he was talking stupid. He said that whole, it's a compliment in reverse, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's, a, it's an insult in reverse or something like that. Um so, yeah, so I'm going to just play this quick scene about, you know, when they're talking about what they were going to do when they hired Ray. Talk like this. This can work with Ray. The boy is a specialist. He is a master player. Listen, Ray can get Eva to let go of her sisters. Mm-hmm. Then when it's just us and them, we can have all their love. Hey, right. Now, did you notice that he was saying it the same time Amory was singing it? Having all their love? Whoever lined up the They lined music. it up perfect. Yeah. They lined it up perfect. Um, is what they're doing crazy? It's crazy as hell. You think this is crazy? Yes. What else are they supposed to do? Jump Eva? No, like you have the conversation with your partner and you tell them, like, look, we need to seriously have oh, some. Oh, yeah. Crazy in terms of that. Yeah. Yeah. But like getting paying somebody to go on <coughs> a date. Or to get somebody out of your hair. That's manipulation. Is there any part of it? Because the only reason they were adding in for Ray to break up with her is the fact that they didn't think that she would be that loving. They just thought that she would be distracted. 
not that she would fall in love. So they figured it would be temporary for her too. But fact of the matter is they both had to open up at some point. Yeah. Um, but if they knew Ray's capability to make her feel the way she did, do you think they still would have made her made Ray dump her or would they have just let this go as is and work on their relationships with the, with, you know, almost with the preconceived knowledge that she was going to leave the situation anyways, just because she's in love. She was just going to stop, you know, yeah. paying attention to them. Yeah. Um, I think they would have left it alone. Okay. So I, I mean, I think that a large part of this was they didn't want to hurt Eva. They actually wanted to give her a gift because they know that she, they, they, they're, they're really, that was a byproduct. <laughs> I, I don't think, but I think that part of it, like, cause they could have, they could have gotten her fired or something like that. You know, uh, Mike is a cop. He could have come up with a reason that she did something wrong. They could have planted evidence on her. Like they could have done all kinds of like wild shit to her because they all feel in their own way that she has literally violated their marriage mm-hmm. and their relationship to the point where Mike didn't want to marry uh, Bethany because of Eva. He already had the ring. He was already prepared. He just needed Eva to back up. Timothy, he can't even have kids because she's having discussions with Eva about not wanting kids. Like, he, he can't even start his legacy. And he's in his mid-30s. She's in her mid-30s. They ain't got that much time left. Mm. Mm? I'm going to let it slide. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Because, like, sometimes some of these conversations, I'm like, you already know the points I'm about to make because we've had these conversations so many times before. But they're different in different light. Oh, my goodness. Is it not great? Like, he, he does have... I'm not saying he has a biological clock, but he might be aware of hers. I mean, yeah, but you figure like she has the resources as a doctor to probably delay that process a little bit. And I think that as a doctor, she probably already weighed the consequences of not having her kids younger. Then why is Eva the person that had the uh, colonoscopy hookup? Why was it not Karina? Hmm. I don't know. Might just be a different type of uh practice. Eva has no practice. No, not Eva. Like whoever Eva's friend is. Right. Right. Or I don't. Maybe I don't expect. Connection is through Karina I, or someone she met through Karina. I I hope that's the case. What I'm saying is I don't expect Karina to be you know. Uh, a general surgeon or, um, you know, uh, uh, damn. What is the word I'm looking for? Fuck it. I'm going to have to go on without it. But I don't expect it to be the same specialty that she could, you know, perform it if she had to. I, I would just think that she would be the medical uh, advisory board, just like Bethany is the temper and the spiritual sage of the family. Yeah. Um. If you recall, when Karina was talking to her husband and took his drink, she's like, do you want to do the breathing exercises that Bethany taught us? Like she, she takes it on that role where she kind of like, she's more holistic with, you know, her, what she shares with the family, what she shares with the husband's ways to calm down and stuff like that. 
Um, which is very ironic. They all are very, very upset. <coughs> so, um, and I would say Jacqueline is the one that probably keeps them young and hip. I could say that. I could say that. Yeah. Cause that's all the fuck she got. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found it weird. Like, this is just a stupid Easter egg or like something weird I noticed. But did you notice that when uh, uh, Jacqueline was doing her work on the bed and Daryl walks in, he wants to he wants to fuck, and she's got both a compact and an Apple laptop open. Like, I don't know why she would have like two different brands. Like using an Apple computer is a different experience than using a freaking. Uh, what, what do you call these? Like the general term for these HPs or something or PC. like, PCs. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's a totally different experience. Like, why would you confuse your brain like that? Wait, remind me of the scene. Did she have like a desktop? No, no. She had two laptops, two laptops in in her lap in the bed, a black compact and a silver Apple laptop. And I'm like, damn, is she like studying to become a web designer or something like that? Like, I'm trying to really place, because I know that uh, Daryl works at the post office. So he's a mailman. And I guess she's studying software design. That's the only reason that she would have both. Or at that time, I don't know. They just they just overlooked it and they just said, put two laptops on there to make it look like she's studying. I mean, there was a time in college I had two laptops. Yeah, but they weren't the two different ecosystems of laptops, were they? No, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> no. Did you notice that uh, Karina and uh, Eva, they can't cut uh, fruit, uh, vegetables for shit? <laughs> that cucumber was so fucking diagonal. Which is why they needed to be with Terry <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. T- Terry Joseph would have had all of them cooking. And no one would have burnt the, cor- the cornbread. Um, but yeah, they were cutting that, that, that stuff diagonal as hell. So wait, you said diag- I mean, diagonal is a way to cut stuff. No, 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 no. It, it these were like top heavy wedge pieces of cucumber. I looked closely. They, it looked it looked trash. I could tell they can't. I mean, sometimes you want to throw a little flair in your in your meal. A super we- like a ca- a cucumber wedge salad. <laughs> 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 Them shits look like apple slices. They, they were horrible. Oh my god. They were horrible. Okay, and um. That it, it tells me something about, you know, Karina's, she ain't got much time to be home. Especially she's starting her, her practice. She ain't got no time to be home. And she can't cook. She better be lucky this dude wants to jump her bones every five minutes. Lucky. Lucky. Because as horny as that dude is, he could be out in the streets. You think it's just about him needing some and not trying to conceive a baby? And the satisfaction from that? No, he's he's happy getting some, cause he'll he'll get the con- I mean, he always got the condoms. <laughs> he want he wants to fuck though. He want to fuck. And you know when she's gonna feel like that? That nigga's gonna be old, and he's gonna be like, Nah, man, I'm just gonna watch the game. I mean, it, from what we can see, she wants to as well. She just wants to use condoms to do it. No, no, she wants to have sex, but she doesn't want kids. Right. When she hits her sexual peak, probably around the time that she'll also want to start having kids, that man, he won't even be able to get it up, probably. Oh, man, he'll be fine. You see, y'all, y'all, y'all think that we forever. 
especially if he's eating a, a, a diagonal cut uh, cucumber all the time. I'm pretty <laughs> sure this dude ain't all right. I'm pretty sure. Uh-uh. Say what you want. Oh, and it was funny because I watch on the computer sometimes so that the x-ray will pop up when it shows you like... Yeah, I like the x-ray. And it said that... uh, It, it was so pause-worthy. It said, if you notice... Mel Jackson is wearing flesh-colored underwear in a scene where Eva goes to strike him with the machete as if it's cutting off his reproductive organs. I'm like, I am not going to look to check for that. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> I really don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Like, you know what I think? I think that that's one of the bloopers in the film that people have talked about yeah. watching this movie. And it's noteworthy enough that they put it in there like that. Just like uh, when I watch, uh, what is it? The Temptations miniseries. Okay. And there are so many bloopers in that movie that people have pointed out. Like the hair switches or the hair doesn't match oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the time. And we noticed some in this movie too. Did you watch the end credit? To this mm-hmm. movie? No. You've never seen the end credit? What end credit thing? Like after the movie, after they go off into the sunset and they close the book, it says the end. You never seen the scene all the way at the end? No. Oh boy. Do I have to get up for this? Yeah. Hold on. I can't believe you never seen it. No, and I normally uh, stay. This this was to see this part. This was li- literally the first film that ever did that Marvel end scene credit shit, because <laughs> it changes everything. And now, like for every movie, I just sit and wait. You just sit and wait. Um. I can paint the scene for you so we don't have to do the, the, the hard thing about you coming around here and seeing. Um, but basically, um, this is right outside the salon. Okay. And uh, you'll be able to recognize the voice. They're on the phone with somebody. Is this Kim Whitley? No. Oh. Paradise is very nice. Hello, is Linda there? Hey, babe. Listen, I'll pick you up over on Fairfax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm at work. But recently. Okay. No, you know you can't come by. I'm pretending to be gay. <laughs> because in L.A., a straight hairdresser is an unemployed hairdresser. But at least until I get my own place. Absolutely. Okay. Love uh, you, too. Kelly, honey, would it kill you to come in here and do some work? Oh, I'm sorry. I just had to check on my honey. You know how they are. Now, because we ignorantly always say, you can't be straight and be a hairdresser. Do you find that to be true? Have you ever seen a straight male hairdresser? Not African-American. Okay. Other races, yes. Hmm. I mean, in order to be a talented one, you, you've had to have practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, we're talking Barbies? Wait, no. Like, some people wake up one day and say that they want to go to beauty school and do it. Mm. I mean, because, I mean, honestly, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it, and I know there's money in it. I know it. But, like, you have to understand, he, he has been living, this is 
This is reverse closetism that he's doing. Gay people tend to pretend to be straight, but he's straight pretending to be gay. Mm -hmm. And he's convincing Mm -hmm. to the point where he can be. How many times do you think he's watched them change? Seen them naked. Touch their booties and stuff like they be getting away with murder. I think this is so common in some movies from this time where the gay friend really isn't gay. Yeah. Wasn't that the the, the, the deal in uh, Clueless? Was he not really gay or something? Christian? No, it was the other way around. Oh, he, he, became, he they found out he was gay. Yeah. Oh. Um, but in one of the Bring It On sequels, this was a thing where mm. the boy. A cheerleader. Was, yeah, he was a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And they thought he was gay and he wasn't. Oh, yeah. No, he was not. I used to want that job. Wait, that was in the original, uh, too. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yeah, it's in the original. And then it happened again in the sequel. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, yo, I, I would have liked to, you know, be one of, what do they call those? Tumblers or something? Like the person. The guy that be, the, the dude that holds the girl all the way up in the air. I was not a cheerleader. Mm, neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I really like Deliverance from Eva. Um, and I think like Terry, mm-hmm. um, Eva is a bit misunderstood or you only see the hard exterior, but you allow that to kind of get in the way of seeing that like she's really soft and in tune with her emotions. Um, because if you think about that one scene with Lucius and how she looked so uncomfortable and we know that Eva's like this confident woman, or at least she portrays to be confident in any other space. But when she was standing there by herself and she's faced with what could have been her future, like you could just see the discomfort on her face. Bingo. Even when she went to the uh, the pastor, it was the first time we've seen that she doesn't have all the answers. Mm-hmm. And I think that really she does have the answers. I think that she wings it to some degree. She loves to control what she can control, but the things she can't control, she gives it up to God. She'll give it to, you know, uh, leadership, you know, whatever. And I don't think it's that she wants to have all the answers in her personal life. Mm-hmm. I think that she's expected to have all the answers. Okay. I like that. I like that. So she's trying to live up that up to that too. And you have to think about like you being a parent to at least one of your siblings and then you're still someone that your other siblings look up to Mm -hmm. when do you get a chance to just relax and be so when ray comes along you know she gets to relax and just be eva not their sister not their uh their confidant and all of that i'll ask you this because we gotta we gotta wrap this up soon but lucius Obviously, he had money. Obviously, he's always had a path, a path in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Eva didn't have to. She didn't have to worry. But she didn't want to leave her sisters behind. Yeah, she felt the need to guide her sisters, and of course, Jackie, being that that young, <clears throat> she would have had to bring pretty much a baby into Lucius' situation. Like a kid, right? Yeah, because, you know, Bethany was probably in high school. Karina was probably in college. Didn't have time to raise no sister. And 
Lucius, you know, asked holishly, <laughs> that's a new word. He said, listen, it's either me or your sisters. Like, and who get, first of all, any man who knows your situation and gives you an ultimatum yes. like that is trash. Yeah. And you don't need to be with him anyway. So even made the right choice. Now, we pair the fact that he left in that manner and the way he talked to her at the governor's ball when he pretty much used passive aggression to break Eva down for her choice in career and to mock it mm-hmm. um, as if she's not doing well enough. Whole time standing there with a woman who the movie tries to make us believe mm-hmm. has a lot of similarities look-wise. Kenya Moore looked amazing in this film. Absolutely. Amazing in this film. And I don't like her as a person, but she she was a beautiful woman. She really was. Um, but Lucius kind of got lost in the sauce in his exchange with Eva, if, if you could tell. Mm-hmm. At first, he was bigging his wife up, and then it was like he just got he got caught up in his little pissing contest with Ray, who eventually showed up. Another strategic thing. Mm-hmm. He'd been off. He was hiding and watching her squirm. Like, this dude was calculating. He wants to swoop in and be the hero. Every time. Even the whole... You you do believe that what he said to her about not wanting to have sex like that. You think he was being a genuine person or do you think that was no, a scheme? I, I thought it was a scheme. Thank you. And was like, oh, he's so sweet. Oh, he's so sweet. I'm like, oh, you're so stupid. <laughs> you're so stupid. Because like he literally, he planned that out. He, what did he say the first time they met? Oh, yeah. You know, you're just like my girlfriend. Been together six months. No woman wants a man that another woman doesn't want. Of course, if I turn down the sex that she's offering me, she's going to think I'm even more noble. So when I go over there to put it down, she's she's done for. Mm-hmm. But here's where the continuity collapses because she left. She was in a horny like she she had blue balls, basically, <laughs> and she rushed home. While Ray just sat there and he was just like, oh, man. She was in that car hoping, wishing that she remembered to charge that toy up because. <laughs> she ain't got no toy. <laughs> you think she has a toy? I don't I think, think. she has a rose. No, I don't think she touches herself. At all. Are you serious? Like, I, don't, I, think, the, I think this is pent up. This is why they feel she's so, she has this pent up sexual energy. This is going to be our poll it. for this episode. Okay. Okay. Ladies. Don't you think that Eva is the quintessential character to have a collection of toys? Yeah, 20 years later, yeah. Cool. Now, no, but not then. No, even back then. Not then. Even back no. then. Mm-mm. No. Because to me, Eva strikes me as a person who wants to be super efficient. So if you can get your orgasms that efficiently too, why, why wouldn't she? Then why is she so excited to... It's not the same as I know it's not the same. I, I don't want to. I don't ever want to equate as it. wanting like the intimacy part. But if you're just talking about orgasms, that's efficient as hell. I just don't see it. I think that she uses her libido in her job. This is what makes her what? stand above. This is why fighters don't 
have sex when they're training. You build up that libido for it's for, it's great for creative outlets and it's great for athleticism. So you think that's how she gets off? Yes. At work. She gets off at work. Then she, she wouldn't 100%. have been that excited about. Remember, she threw her hands up in the air because she was so excited. She was she, getting a crumb she, of penis. No, she was getting a crumb. All right. <laughs> she she was ready to blow off all these cobwebs like she literally like she created like this like chastity panties out of cobwebs oh, God. and she was ready she was ready she did you see how moist she got when 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 the mayor came over and shook her hand and said ray 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 this is the young lady you were talking about my goodness you didn't you didn't do her justice she got more it sounded like you know when women's uh water breaks when they standing up and the water hit the ground my water that's exactly. Oh, but. oh, okay. Well, my bad. <laughs> Neither did mine. Um, so, <laughs> but it's just like it's just that splash. It's like a water balloon falls out of your skirt. That's what the hell happened at that moment. Her uh-huh. raising her hand in jubilation. That, that that's just like look, you look, something's about to get up in there. Finally, let yeah. me see if the the plumbing is still on. But she probably still had toys. But that that's a whole different thing. Like. A toy can't kiss you. It's not going to whisper your name. Listen, you saying that with so much confidence, but y'all were defiling cucumbers two, three years ago. Yahoo. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I seen so this many not, videos. This is not no veggie tales over here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> no. Part of y'all. Uh, y'all veggie lesbians, man. What's going on? <laughs> veggie lesbians. Wow. I ain't never seen so many people suck down cucumbers in public in my life, yo. I couldn't believe it. It was a national fad. It was a trend. <laughs> oh man. Oh, and them things are so dirty too. They look like cold pickles with syphilis. Like they're they're just like how do you lick a lumpy the 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 dark green skin part of the, mm-mm. no, 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 no. Yeah, but I ain't sucking on no cucumber in public, <laughs> or for any other reason. Like if <laughs> I, I mean, I was gonna catch you in that if you didn't catch yourself. I was just like, why else would a cucumber be near my mouth like that unless I'm gonna eat it? <laughs> uh, you are aware that the whole film was only six months, right? From from the start of uh of of. When Ray was introduced to Eva? Right, right. The whole affair was six months. Hmm. Wow. Puts things into perspective. Yeah, like... <laughs> and she had to get people from work to come to the funeral. Yeah, that's a short notice. And they must have really the liked her. for somebody she only knew six months. Yeah. And you're the closest person to him. Or most important person in his life. Do you think Ray manipulated the fact that she was an orphan just because he could tap into what he knew as an orphan? I don't know that he used it. I think that I think that is something that he genuinely took to because he had no way of really knowing that. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell him that. You're talking about the fellas? At least I don't think they went into detail about it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cause I I just 
I feel like everything he did was like a scheme. And I'm trying to figure out when it became real for him. Was it when he got the job? I think it was the date, honestly. The horseback riding? Yeah. Because that's when it was for her. Yeah. Is it because he, he knew to give her a taste of something that was part of her dream? Because I think by then, didn't he? Didn't they have the horseback? Oh, no. They, I think they had the horseback conversation after that, right? Whenever he was in the house and he was looking at the stuff, he found out that that's she right. Him. That's right. That's right. So he, he, he knew that was going to be second date no matter what the first date brought. But I think what it allowed him to see of Eva, I think that's what started to win him over. Okay. I mean, but like, didn't part of him think that he was going to see something in her anyways, just based on, like, cause like for me, someone like Ray, I think falls in love based on a woman's looks first. And if he okay. saw her already saw her by picture and then saw her in action in real life, cause he just observed her that first time he saw her. Mm-hmm. Uh, he already knew that he was going to fall a certain degree, I think, at that point. Because we make the same, we do the same thing y'all do. Like, the same way, like, a woman knows, like, within, like, five to ten minutes that she's going to have sex with a dude eventually. Or at least, you know, be willing to. Like, we know within a short period of time whether we're going to allow ourselves to fall for a certain chick. And it's mostly based on how she looks. And there's a small portion of it that's still important, but a small portion of it is is who she is on the inside. And she kept that locked up. So I think that he got a lot more out of her house than she thought she was giving off. Mm-hmm. And I say the same thing about women with their profiles, but that's another story for another <laughs> podcast. Y'all give up so much information about yourselves that by the time we actually like talk to y'all, we already know what we're going to say. See, but... A dude doing that, I would catch him. I would hope so. I would definitely catch Like, if you know too many things about me spot on or you bring up too many things um, that seem like a coincidence to me, my radar is on. Mm. Two, um, I probably haven't updated my profile thing since I was in college. Yep. And the stuff that I post on my I'm page a different is person all now. over. Yeah, it's all over the place. So I don't think anybody would be able to get much information about me other than the fact that I'm a foodie. And that's why I purposely keep no information about myself online because I would rather show... Brandon doesn't like, really exist online. I don't. And then he can hide in plain sight because his name is so common. <laughs> I know four other people with your first and last name on my friends list. I mean... Just like black moms during the 80s, they were just... They had a meeting... They're like, if we have a son, this, <laughs> this is going to be the most popular name for sons in this decade. And then, oh, yeah, I got the same name. It's how we do. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But, the, yeah, it's like, you know, it's almost like having um, a secret identity. Like, you got to keep a little bit of, of anonymity to, towards you, you know? At least that's how I feel. But, um... Overall, this was a this was a good movie. It had some cheesy points, especially when they kidnap they kidnap Ray, and I'm like, how the fuck? Either Ray is real soft. This I would have fought those niggas off, <laughs> easy. 
we have to suspend uh what is it calling it suspend disbelief yeah to watch this movie because there's some things that are just like come on now for real you letting a chick walk up in your bedroom while you trying to get some skin come on cuz none of these dudes ever stood up to their wives ever 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 um i didn't like that everything happened so fast it was almost like like the next day is like a totally different thing like even learn how to speak like a hood booger in, in less than four <laughs> hours like it's just craziness like from struggling through that joke yeah from yeah talking about a, a gorilla <laughs> same, same brother <laughs> <laughs> say brother do you have a a, a, a banana <laughs> I was like yo man just get Janet Jackson in here to read her line cause that was just horrible horrible I don't want to do it but um yeah it was alright it was it was alright movie I, 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 I held a lot more reverence to it when I was younger uh when I was watching movies that showed dudes how to get girls, how how they got girls, mm-hmm. and I ain't never used none of this race shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. That shit's dangerous. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I don't want to. I, I would I would feel the same way Ray did if if a girl told me that she she was like giving up her dreams for me. I, I'd have been like, Yeah, that's some scary. Why stuff why you to do say that? Somebody. Why you do that? Don't do that. Don't do that. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't the man you think I am. He said that shit. I'm not the man you think I am. He tried to tell her a few times. He, he really did. did. He did. Now is that? At what point is it not? Is it her fault? Gabrielle Union taught L. Cool J how to do that from when she was in The Brothers. Oh God. <laughs> right. 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 Did you get big LA vibes? <laughs> <laughs> from LL <laughs> Big Willie Big Silly You know you and, you and LL have something in common No 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 we don't No we don't No we don't You know how he says they call me Big LA Don't nobody call your ass that <laughs> I, I call him I swear I call him that okay I call him that And you know what else you have in common You're the, about the only person who calls yourself the other thing too What they gotta go back to the intro, so listen nah, to the next nah, episode. Nah, 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 no, 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 hold on, man. Listen to the next. They episode. call me Big LA, Big Silly, Big Money, Big Billy. No, the fuck they don't. No, the fuck they don't. <laughs> like, I, like that. They, I forget. I think it was Joe Budden on his podcast. They said they ranked up. They ranked that that opening line as like the number one like most cap fucking like <laughs> fucking fucking bar in all of hip hop. Just like anytime, <laughs> like you could tell this nigga licked his lips in the in the studio. He's like, man, I'm gonna start it off like this. All right, hold on. They call me Big LA, Big Silly. I never heard him being called any of that shit. Listen, he licked his lips so much you would think that he has Malik Yoba lips. Oh my god, this nigga! I don't know if he's losing moisture or adding moisture. (laughs) It's it's you know how like dogs sweat through their tongue. What if he like? What if he senses like he he smells through his tongue or something like that? Like his lips like taking all of the like he. I don't know. I you know he reminds me of you eat Krispy Kreme. 
Yeah. Okay. You eat a Krispy Kreme donut, and then like sometimes you think you have the glaze still on your lips. <laughs> you start using. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's him. <laughs> Dog, I, it wouldn't kill the man to just like, I, cause me, I, I I walk around with Carmex. Okay. I walk around with Carmex. It's not weird for a man to put on like a little bit of lip balm. Especially black men. Yeah. In fact, you should have Carmex on you. And if you if you don't feel comfortable, you know, using the 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 stick, then get the little thing that you gotta dip your finger to in, like something. That is only for people who clean under their nails, in case we were unclear. Oh my God! All right, you know what? We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> um, this this was great, y'all. Um, have a blessed evening. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. <laughs>